Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now live from Rogers Place. An hour and a half from now, Canada, uh, who last night beat Switzerland 10-0. The Swiss have to rebound. They get the Swedes at 3 o'clock here at Rogers Place. 7 o'clock, Canada and Slovakia. Day 2 of the Holinka gretzky Cup. And uh, down in Red Deer at 3 o'clock today, it'll be Russia against the Czechs. Russians bombed Finland yesterday, and the Czechs got wiped out by the uh, U.S. team. This is not the U.S. national development team. Uh, The U.S., by the way, gets the Finns later this evening at Service Arena in Red Deer. Some guests and orders now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night, where two can dine for $120. Bob Stoffer with you, Dustin Kaufman is back in the studio operating today's show, and uh, Brad Whisker is helping produce this one for us as well. We bring aboard Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. And hey, a reminder, celebrate the biggest day in Western Canadian racing. The 89th running of the Canadian Derby will take place Saturday, August 25th at Northlands Park. Speck, how are you? Oh, doing pretty good, Bobby. How are you? Not bad. Little little chilly in the building up here. Let me tell you, <laughs> there was uh, there was seven thousand here last night. Spec. They they had a good time. Canada scored a bunch. Uh, I know you were just on the heels of returning to town after being in Kamloops for the summer showcase. Just before we get to the the Holinka, uh, we had Peter Shirelli on open the show. I uh, didn't say much about Evan Bouchard, and I think Bouchard only played one of the games in Kelowna. But give me your or in uh, Kamloops. But give me your assessment. Well, I only saw him play in one game, Bob, in Kamloops, the game that he played in, and I wasn't in town. He did not did he not play in the Sunday game against the U.S., I don't believe. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to Tim Hunter after the, the coach of the national junior team. Uh, after the Saturday game, Tim Hunt, we asked Tim Hunter about a Sunday lineup, and he listed off two or three guys, who and Evan Bouchard was at the top of the list. He says, I know what these guys can do. I don't need to see him again. So... The reason that he only played one game is that he's got nothing to prove to the head coach. He sounds very much like a, a guy that's going to be a cornerstone defenseman on that team at Christmas time in Victoria and Vancouver. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's summer hockey. You don't play too much into it. Evan Bouchard sounds like he's got a real solid spot on the blue line for Deep Canada this Christmas. Yeah, he is the uh, oldest defenseman that they had at camp as well, right? Because he's a late birthday. So they don't have any returning defensemen, and uh, obviously you come out of that London program, and you're about as pro ready as you can be in major junior hockey. So yes, sir, that's true. Uh, I could I could see a scenario here, Mark, where Bouchard's with us when we head over to Europe at the start of the year, uh, and maybe does something similar to what Kyler Yamamoto did last year, where he gets you know uh, seven, eight, nine games, and then potentially gets returned to junior at some point. 
Uh, but that might, too, be dependent upon how some others are played and, frankly, how he's playing as well. Well, right. And there's kind of a sliding scale today on, on a guy like an Evan Bouchard, Bob. Uh, because they come out of junior so ready and, and so close to being pro ready, he would have to have an awful, awful camp not to hang around right till the end and get a couple NHL games. But having said that, there, I, I could certainly see a scenario where the Oilers give him five, six games in the NHL off the start of the season because they want him around. And it doesn't hurt the kid to see what the level is and to, to taste, you know, taste it at the NHL level. But having said that, Bob, he has to be absolutely killer good in those NHL games one through nine if he's going to stick beyond the, you know, beyond the tenth, tenth game. Uh, it's very, very rare you see a defenseman play coming right out of the draft. Uh, he'll have to, and he's, you know, the Oilers' defense, he's going to have to beat someone out of a job. He's going to have to send an Ethan Bear or someone like that back to the minors if he makes a team, isn't he? Well, I don't have Ethan Bear on the team. I mean, I to me, uh, I got eight defensemen penciled in to start the year. And Bouchard, I have 13 forwards and eight defensemen, and I got Kevin Gravel here as the, the number seven slash eight guy and Bouchard in the mix. And then obviously, you know, Clefbaum with uh, Larson and Darnell Nurse with Matthew Benning. And then I've got uh, Sekra and Russell with a bit of a caveat because I'm not 100% sure where Sekra's at, but he looked pretty good playing for Slovakia in the World Hockey Championship, albeit that's a different type of physicality than maybe the NHL. So I guess we'll see. Hey, Speck, just as an aside now, did, did you stay for the Canada-U.S. game or were you gone by that point? I did not stay for the Canada okay. game. Okay. Did you watch how it ended? Uh, I saw the uh, third, about the last twelve minutes when I got to Edmonton. And you saw you saw uh, Brady Kachuk skate around and stir the pot. Man, those Kachuks, eh? Chip off the old block. Yeah, I watched Brady Kachuk play uh, two at least twice there, and uh, you know. I'll tell you right now, I think he can play for the Ottawa Senators. There's no question. The only, I think the, the question is the other side of it, Bob. Does Brady Kachuk want to play for the Ottawa Senators yeah. this year? Uh, he has stated, I believe he said August 12th. He said August 12th. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that, you know, that whole decision isn't about the Ottawa Senators. Uh, it's all about Brady Kachuk. And if he wants to join that team and, and you know, or, or maybe go the other way and not join them. Well, they're like, poor Pierre Dorian. I mean, he's got Eric Carlson. He's got Mark Stone on a one-year deal. Is now a UFA after uh, the two sides, you know, made it. And then he's also got Matt Duchesne. And, oh, by the way, he doesn't have his own number one for the 2019 draft. I mean, wow. What a uh, difficult scenario uh, for Ottawa. And part of it is owner-related. I mean. Well, there's lots of different reasons why things have gone south there, but they've They've all gone south at once. The, the things that the Senators can control have gone south, and a whole bunch of things they can't control have gone south. And, and I, I don't think, Bob, I've ever seen a more lethal mix hit at one franchise at one time. Uh, and, and this is what the end result becomes, is a guy like Brady Kachuk sitting back, and, and I don't know what he's considering, and I don't know what their, I know what their options are, but I don't know what he's thinking. But the option exists for him just to say, you know, I think I'll stay out of the thing and get drafted again oh, or be a free agent. Could you imagine? Wow. Yeah, that hurt. Absolutely. All right. Uh, there is a player by the name of uh, Alexis Lafreniere, or Lafreniere, depending upon uh, 
how good your pronunciation skills are. And he's already being touted as the number one pick in 2020. Uh, there were a couple moments last night here, Spec. He was dangling something fierce. And, you know, it's not like he hasn't been able to produce because he did that for Canada at the U18 in the spring. It's a pretty special, another great player out of Ramuski. They've had three, you know, three guys that are spectacular. Uh, obviously, Vincent LeCavier along with Sidney Crosby and now Alexis Lafreniere. How, how much are you looking forward to seeing this guy play here? Yeah, I saw him on the uh, the tournament uh, in the springtime, the U18, uh, that TSN televised, I believe. Yes, he did, and, yep. Uh, and he was exceptionally impressive in that tournament. And it's always fun. Like, we, we know there's a bunch of good players here. Bob, you know that... You know, you're going to come here. You better buy a program because no, we don't. You, know, you don't know all the kids on all the teams, of course. But it's also a lot of fun to be able to come and watch the kid, and and to be able to one day say, you know, I saw Sid Crosby when he was 16 or 17, and I saw McDavid back then, and now I'm I'm going to see this Lafreniere kid, and and uh, you know, I just think it adds some juice to the tournament, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean. You got a guy like that. I mean, he's got a chance to make the World Junior Team spec. Like, he wasn't at the, uh, you know, he wasn't at the Summer Showcase, but he is a distinct possibility to make the World Junior Team. Why not? Why not? I think, well, you know, I mean, they had 40 kids at the Showcase, and they basically then send everybody back to their club teams now, and and Hockey Canada, the program of excellence, will watch these guys from now until... You know, the first week of December, when they'll decide who they're, you know, who the 28 are, they're bringing a camp, and and that does not exclude Lafreniere from that at all. And actually, Lafreniere will be watched just as closely. And if he's tearing it up in Ramuski, uh, I don't see how Hockey Canada could, you know, how they could avoid picking him for that team. And wouldn't that be fun in Vancouver to have another one of those young superstars playing for Canada way underage? Well, he had 42 goals last year in the Quebec League as a 16-year-old, so he's pretty darn impressive. Mark Spector joining us, Stoffer and Spector, every uh, Tuesday in the regular season and Thursday in the offseason on Oilers. Now, on Thursday, we will be out at Westlock Ford. So... Come out and visit us out there. It's going to be a kicker. Uh, Speck, uh, speaking of the summer showcase, just in Vancouver, and the potential of Vancouver, because certainly that could, in theory, be a possibility, what did you think of Jack Hughes? Oh, boy, he's a really heady, heady defensive ball. Um, not the biggest guy, but... J- Jack Hughes or Quinn Hughes, Speck? Jack Hughes. I'm talking, I'm talking about Quinn Hughes. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about Jack Hughes. Excuse me. Yep. My fault. First of all, let me talk about Quinn because he's right now is better. Uh, what a good look at the fence that he is. Vancouver's got a, a kid that's going to be, a, you know, he's kind of remind me of Phil Housley a little bit. You know, head always up, uh, shoots it okay, but would rather pass it. Uh, and then Jack Hughes, the scouts tell you, at the forward, of course, is supposed to be a better prospect. He's the one that's slated to be the number one overall in the in the coming June draft, of course, the Prenier's year after. Yep. And and those two together are just magic. I mean, they barely played. They played obviously a lot of pawn hockey together. They they barely played competitive hockey in the same team. But man, did they have a bond? And you know, Quinn at the point just looks for Jack, and Jack knows what to do with it. He's got a really quick release, Bob. Uh, he one thing I noticed about him is he is. We talk about perimeter players. This guy's the opposite. He gets the puck, he goes right into the middle, he goes right into traffic. He is absolutely ready to 
take on a defenseman and to go into where the hard goals are scored, to shoot from the middle of the ice. Uh, oh, boy, he's a good, good player, Jack Hughes. And you know, he'll be for sure, obviously, on the World Junior team. Uh, U.S. teams, you know, we used to have Canada rush all the time, but I can't see how Canada's biggest rival in Vancouver won't be the U.S. ball. That's a great-looking team, especially if they get Kachuk. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a beauty. Hey, Spack, just one more thing on uh, Lafreniere. Uh, there is another prospect out of the OHL by the name of Quentin Byfield. Six foot four, 192, eligible in 2020 as well. He's still just 15. He doesn't turn 16 until August, uh, uh, August 19th of this year. He's going to Sudbury. He was the top pick in the uh, OHL midget draft. And, and I know kids that have skated against this guy, and, they're like, he skates with McDavid. Okay, I'm not saying he skates like McDavid, but that's who he skates. This guy is, it's going to be unbelievable with Lafreniere and Byfield in that same draft year. I mean, they got to be the consensus one-two picks, and, and Byfield's a huge kid already and an and, and unbelievable prospect. Um so we have the world Jun- uh, the world juniors in Vancouver and Victoria in 2019. We got the Holinka here in 2018, and again in 2020 and 2022 spec, and uh, 11 WHL kids in Edmonton for the Ivan Holinka this year. And there were a couple six foot three right shot guys that can play center or the wing. Kirby Doc out of the Saskatoon Blades. He's from Fort Saskatchewan. So actually, to me, he looked like six foot four. Uh, and then the other one was Dylan Cousins, a kid out of Lethbridge. I mean, they were those are huge kids with skill. We've really, I know we just had Paul Carson on spec. We've seen, Claire Drake would be smiling. They've got events with the Center Ice Summit, all these different countries coming in and sharing ideas and concepts as to how to improve kids and all, you know, different perspectives from different countries. But it is a pretty special time for Canada. I mean, Canada's always produced good players, but I'm not sure we've ever seen a stretch where we've seen as many skilled kids as we're seeing right now come up through the system. Well, you know, I want to say that, that I, I come to the other side of it a little bit too, Bob. We've, we've really become focused and, and, and hockey-centric in Canada. I think that in our lifetime, Bob, we've realized that, that of all the sports out there, there's one of them where Canadians can look themselves in the mirror and say, we're the best in the world of this sport, and that's hockey. And we play it that way now. We don't go to tournaments to compete. We go to tournaments to win at every level, and I like that, right? Enough of being polite. It's okay to win once in a while. But the other side of it is, these kids are hockey kids. It was Bobby Orr came out the other day. and yep. you know, don't, be, don't be afraid to put your kid in baseball or lacrosse. Uh, but look, it's gone. the horse is out of the barn. It's gone the way it goes. And the end result of a, of a very hockey-centric sporting system, you always say this, Bob, in in the U.S., the best athlete plays football or basketball. Here, the best athlete always plays hockey. Yeah. And now we're starting to get a steady, you know, a more steady stream of, of just high, high-end guys that, that, you know, do things that, I mean, I don't know. Wayne Gretzky never even tried some of the stuff. He probably could have done it, but he never tried the moves that these kids are doing now. He never trained the same way. He did play baseball at the cross, right? It's a completely new world, and they've stretched the boundaries. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get a byfield and a Lafreniere at two or three times the pace. It sort of went Gretzky, you know, Gretzky, Lemieux, Crosby, McDavid. Uh, I think they're going to come fast and furious now, don't you? Absolutely. Spec, do you know how to get out to Westlock? Oh, 
how I used to play ball out there. I've been out there many times, my friend. All right. Well, Mitch Dole and uh, Paul Olson and the gang, they're looking forward to seeing you out at Westlock Ford coming up on uh, Thursday. So, Spec, thanks for joining me out there. And uh, safe travels into the building tonight for the game between Canada and Slovakia. All right, Bob, we'll see you down the rink. Yep. 151 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll wrap up Oilers now. We'll tell you about tomorrow's show. It's loaded as well. And uh, we'll set the stage for Reed Wilkins tonight on Inside Sports. This is Oilers Now, live from Rogers Place. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 154 in Edmonton. We're wrapping up Oilers Now live from Rogers Place. Coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. He'll have BC Lions quarterback Travis Lule, Eskimo center Justin Sorensen, and back from Big Valley, the premier of Alberta. Chris Sheets. Saw those pictures with our old friend Brendan Ulrich on the weekend. Looked like he was having a good time as well. Now you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. The Don says, again, Bob, you're wrong. The number one thing the Oilers need to do better is on defense. They have to defend from the goaltender out. Stop the puck. That one comes to us from the Don. Out of Grand Prairie, Bob, why do you read Topher's text? They are not intelligent. They're just annoying to true Oilers fans. Topher was way off. Did he say we have no impact players? We've got McDavid and also Drysaddle had 70 points, and Nuge was on his way to a 30-goal season before he got hurt. And then he got put with Connor McDavid. And our two best offensive defensemen were injured all year. That texter is out of lunch. This text out of Sherwood Park. Bob, in response to Topher... Uh, about the Oilers not adding anybody of significance, the Leafs and the Leafs having the best forward group, the Leafs still don't have a forward equal to McDavid. Actually, says Jeff from Sherwood Park, do they have a forward equal to Drysaddle in terms of production? The Leafs may have more scoring depth, but not necessarily better forwards. That text comes to us from Jeff in Sherwood Park. We will be back at the Holinka Gretzky Cup Tournament tomorrow here high above in our broadcast location at Rogers Place. Guests tomorrow will include Glenn Gullitson, Edmonton Oil Kings GM, Kurt Hill, Saskatoon Blades GM, Colin Priestner, former Oiler, Jason Strudwick, and Kelowna Rockets head coach and former Oiler, Jason Smith. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News from Jayla Nye and Andrew Gross. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.